last time on Join the Party. Aggie join up, Emily's saying, fix LTC, and she's paying. What could unfold as it's getting cold? Winter Lake Town City Wonderland. Let's get the party started. As the three of you come to Dr. Morrow's house, wearing all of your winter garb and your boots and fingerless gloves, I assume. Yeah, all of us. Correct. <laughs> and all of you have fingerless gloves and Val's wearing all of them. January greets you at the door and you see that January's fur has like patches of white in it. Aww. Yeah, you know, it's just it's part of the molting process. It's just like a winter. That's, you know, winter is here. Uh, and as you give January your coats, I would love for you to describe to me what your winter garb is. Aggie is wearing uh, long johns under her cargo style work pants, two pairs of socks under her winter boots and a sort of thermal layer under her flannel and then a slightly heavier Carhartt jacket along with a, <laughs> uh, a beanie from the 1980 Lake Placid Olympics. Nice. Beautiful. Milo is just wearing a nice pair of like waterproof boots, jeans and a hoodie and a beanie. Very cute. Oh, you're one of those people. You're like, <laughs> well, you know, every time someone asks him, he's just like, I don't know. I'm just not that cold. It's just not that cold. Please be honest with me. When when did you put your shorts away? <laughs> I don't own. I don't <laughs> own shorts. <laughs> Was it before or after Halloween? You just need to tell me. I need to know. Is Milo one of those people that wears jeans throughout summer, no matter how hot it gets? I think Milo doesn't go outside much, so it doesn't really matter. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, well, Mumafuka is air conditioned, so it's fine. Yeah, he has to wear like nicer pants to work anyway. So, and uh, Val has on those fleece lined jeans that construction workers wear during the winter, and then it's just like so many layers underneath the leather jacket. Like it is like three flannels and like two long sleeve shirts and they're just like ripping all of it off until it gets down to a beat up band tee with the sleeves cut off at the bottom. <laughs> and then just puts the leather jacket back on over it and it's like, all right, I'm good. Very good. Yeah, I think <laughs> I have this image of January folding every single layer you take off. So January's like folding everything and putting it in the jacket closet. It's a pile like 15 inches high. Oh, it's like <laughs> almost to their face, Aww. 100%. Adorable. Like, yeah. Well, I, listen, you can just, uh, Dr. Morrow wants you in the back. So just uh, just head on back there. Thanks, Jan- Thanks, January. You're looking adorable. I like the white. Thank you. I appreciate it. Just be very, this this stack is very precarious. <laughs> give me a wide berth. <laughs> I promise you it's just going to wrinkle anyway, so do not like feel obligated to continue folding it if it falls over. Appreciate it. Thank you. <laughs> okay, so... <laughs> yeah, so January puts all of your winter clothes in the hall closet right by the front, uh, and you all head into the back towards the big shed. Aggie, can you roll a perception check for me? Certainly, that's a 13. 
Wonderful. Aggie, do you usually keep your cell phone like on silent? Or I guess I, I need to remember what a Motorola Razor used to use. <laughs> so how I guess how often do you, you check your phone? Aggie has a personal cell phone that she almost never checks and a work phone that she checks uh, whenever it vibrates, but it's usually kept on silent. Aggie okay. does feel like a two cell phone kind of person. <laughs> yeah, I say I mean, being married to a two cell phone person. <laughs> I think she'll like leave the personal phone at home sometimes and just carry the work phone by accident. Yep. I think that as you're taking off your jacket, you check your work phone before you put it away. And uh, you have a text from Quinn uh, that was said like five minutes ago that says, uh, Hey, try to reach your personal. But I guess I just I also then found the piece of paper in which you wrote your work phone down and just found it. Um, but it's cool. I'll just see you later. We don't have plans for later, do we? No. I think as Milo and Val start to walk toward the back, I'm going to call Quinn using the work phone and just check really quickly if everything's OK. Sure. You give her a call and then you hear. Hello. Hello through the phone and then you hear hello like 50 feet <laughs> down the hallway as Milo oh, and Val yeah. open the door that goes to the super fun zone and you see that Quinn is like looking around he's like oh my, oh my god, god are you, are you Aggie's, Aggie's friends? friends Aggie's shoulders slump and her head rolls back and I think January probably gives her a, a reassuring pat on, on the leg <laughs> this is very cool <laughs> she's really nice that's what they all say. Okay, let's go. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, we're kind of co-workers. I think we're friends, but yeah. I told them about your goo, Quinn. Yeah, that was weird. Oh, oh, yeah, you did, you did mention something about goo. This is my youngest sister, Quinn. Quinn, these are my colleagues. Be nice. <laughs> and I'm Dr. Cassandra Morrow, the mayor. Hello. Hey, Dr. Dr. Morrow. Dr. Morrow, we know who you are. I thought everyone was introducing themselves. I just wanted to get in you on it. You do it every time no, we see you, though. this is our first time. Yeah. <laughs> it's, a refl- it's honestly a reflex. I'm, so- I'm sorry. Val kind of just, like, goes up and is like, I really liked you as a, as a Portia at the Shakespeare in the Park a couple of years ago. <laughs> oh, yeah, thank you. I thought it was really interesting to do a spin on The Merchant of Venice, where everyone were had like drop shipping companies and i just thought that was that was such like a really interesting yeah i didn't super get it but i thought you were really good yeah oh are you an actor i yeah oh yeah extremely would you have been anything i've seen (laughs) um no no (laughs) but i'm i'm very good all right okay we don't have much time i've been working on this a lot and uh, I just, I'm very excited about it. So I think everyone just hop in the Danger Fun box. You changed the name. I still really do not like that name. Like any I, variation of that, I'm not a fan of. Would you like more fun or would you like more danger? More box. More danger because like fun implies we're going to have fun there and not get burned by lava. Are we not having fun? I thought this was fun. Burning lava is not super fun for me as a person who like it feels pain and emotion. Your name is but- Volcani. Does that mean I am resistant to fire? <laughs> I Wait, did so. we give each other names? Did we give each other names? I want a name. Aggie, give me a name. Quinn, your name is Sticky Lass. My sister who doesn't know how to wash dishes. That's that's your name. Goo girl. No, I don't want goo associated yeah. with me. 
Goo, goo, goo with, t- with three O's. Mm, Can we no. just before we go into the danger fun box? By the way, uh, my request is for the word box not to be in there whatsoever. Um, <laughs> Doctor Morrow, I I know that you wanted to meet Quinn because you know she is a little different, just like all of us. But what are we doing here? Like Quinn, you you are have a you have a job. You you can't be like a part time LTC protector. I mean, I, I mean, I could. She definitely could. We could use more bodies. Absolutely. I thought we talked about in the group chat not bringing more attention to the fact that we are seven redheaded, super-powered siblings. <laughs> yeah, but I just, you know, I just wanted to help. I, I don't have to go in the super fun time box if you don't want me to. I can just, I can just wait and just see, like, you guys doing it. But, you know, Dr. Morrow invited me, and I just wanted to hang out. I thought I wanted to, you know... Learn stuff like you and be like my favorite older sister. I see what you're doing and I am falling for it. I want you to practice with us for sure. All I'm saying is I, we talked about the fame thing and I, I just don't know if going out on like missions or what have you is going to be the best um, choice, but you can hang out with us. I would like to see goo powers in action. I that would be very cool. But that also like... <laughs> Her just practicing with us doesn't mean that she's going to, like, get a costume and become a superhero, Aggie. It's okay. Aggie, you turn back and Quinn is now hanging from the ceiling, <laughs> like, with three of her limbs. That and then the so other cool. one, she's holding your domino mask from the preserver. She's like, oh, also, you forgot this at home. But, I mean, if I put this on, no one will recognize me, right? And she puts it on. Whoa. Like, where, I could be anybody. I, where did Quinn I'm go? Climbing. <laughs> I'm climbing, girl. I rolled a nat 20 to steal the domino mask from you, by the way. <laughs> okay, let's uh, let's go in. I'm, I'm just saying I, I don't want you to, to get excited and get your hopes up, but I want you to hang out with us, and I want you to have better control of your goo powers, Miss Suspended Above the Lumber in House Warehouse. <laughs> I'm laughing at House Warehouse. Well, I guess, Aggie, fine. It's just up to you. Uh, should it, do you just want me to wait, or do you want me to be a part of it? Come on, you have butts to kick and Woo! butts to, to kick and instead of climbing down the rope ladder she just goes like hop, bump, 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 and like climbs down on her own like she has sticky like plungers on her, on her hands it's like oh uh how about the plunger that's terrible <laughs> never again you know i'm just saying like we don't have anyone who's super sneaky on the squad yet hey I'm not like I'm not. I'm a, I'm a literal. I'm a literal ghost. Come on. I mean. <laughs> yeah, but sometimes you just like light yourself on fire too, so that's kind of that's obvious and make giant panthers. That's fair. That's fair. We have no time to lose. Let's go. Doctor Morrow throws the door close. Doctor Morrow also gives you your costumes because she thought that it would be more fair if you guys had your costumes. You can choose to put them on now if you so choose, but you have that in your inventory. Oh yeah, I'm gonna put mine on now. Already in it. All right. I've disappeared. Where did it? Where did I go? <laughs> uh, Quinn is still wearing your domino mask. <laughs> Do you see my hat, Quinn? It's awesome. Oh, can I touch it? And she no, touches no, it. No, no, no. <laughs> paper off. Oh, paper cut. Ah. It's like those parking spikes that you seem still not to fully understand. But when you go one way, you don't get cut. When you go one way, you do. How, if you go over it one way, why does it work? But when you go over it, it just, it, it should be the same both ways. Okay, we'll, we'll revisit this later. Science is amazing. I love science. 
<laughs> Dr. Morrow comes over the PA system and says, Okay, so I thought maybe uh, I gave you a little bit too many things to focus on at the same time. And it was, I did set a trap by giving Val a lock and key to deal with. So I thought that I would give you something a little bit more straightforward. It's also a dog. That kind of threw me for a loop. We're going to fight a corgi. <laughs> no. <laughs> and you hear like the super danger box spin up. It's like, and then like all the, the bits and bites put itself together. And you're in a lush jungle. Ooh. You look at the trees and it's just like a miasma of greens. And it's not nearly as hot before, but you can it's definitely like the air is thick with water and musk of something. It doesn't smell like anything in the city. This is nice. It's like we went to a sauna. <laughs> Oh, Quinn, do you remember the Rainforest Cafe? It was just like this. <gasps> there, yeah, oh, my God. Is there going to be chicken nuggets? I hope so. I don't think they had those, though. And Quinn points into the brush as you see something go, like, and something takes, like, one step forward, and you see a little yellow eye and then some teeth, and there's, like, a really small Jurassic Park-style velociraptor walks <gasps> out. Uh, small enough to be a pet? Like, a, the size of a medium dog? Oh, yeah, so yes. <laughs> It's like she she literally watched Jurassic Park and was like, neat, but what if smaller? And then like made it 75% of the size, so it was a little less intimidating. They are actually that size. I was going to say, fun fact, velociraptors are only the size oh of the modern God. day turkey. Mm-hmm. You nerds. Dr. Morrow comes over and says, actually, you know, the Jurassic Park is not actually <laughs> accurate. <laughs> so what you need to do is find the velociraptor that has the key around its neck and grab that one. How many velociraptors are there? Great question. And you see 20 velociraptors oh my surrounding you. That's so many, though. And step out of the underbrush. So, like, one falls out of a tree, another one, like, three pop out of a bush, and they all surround you, snapping with their mouths and licking their weird dinosaur lips. Because says, this doesn't see, there's a lot more of them than there are us. And that's when, uh, built from the ground up, you see Clippy wearing uh, very short shorts and a crop top of a football team you can't, definitely doesn't exist. (laughs) Quinn, this is a medium helpful robot. (laughs) Hello! Hi, I'm Clippy! I'm here to help! Hey, Clippy! Hello! How you doing? It's nice to see you, Milo! (laughs) I'm just kidding, I know your name is Milo. (laughs) That was a reference from earlier. I remember this. (laughs) Oh, God, that's horrible. (laughs) And then a meteor flies through the sky and in the trail (laughs) says, find the raptor with the key. And over the PA, you hear three, two, one, go. Can I see if anyone has a key that we can see? Yeah. Why don't everyone make perception checks? Perception. 18. 16. Well... <laughs> Brandon roll. Two plus n- seven. <laughs> so nine. Oh, that's not I, bad. Aggie, there is one velociraptor kind of in the eastern quadrant that has a big golden key with a red ribbon tied around its neck. You can see, since there are 21 raptors, you can see like each one are kind of in clumps in the cardinal directions around you. There's five to the north five to the south, five to the east, and five to the six to the west. And the sixth one in the western quadrant has the key around its neck. Do we know based on our roles, like how far away or how long each quadrant is? Like how far away the last one is? Yeah, I say like if you're going to do an AoE attack, 
if it's a 30 foot radius, like you can hit one quadrant with all of them at the same time. Okay. The Velociraptors are stalking forward and trying to get at you. So we're gonna do this the same way. You all get actions and then the Velociraptors will go. Guys, I see it to the west. Okay. Uh, Milo, Which way's any, west? Like, Milo, you have any like uh, like magic stuff that can mark the one so we like know which one it is if they, they mix each other up? I do. Is it within 60 feet, Eric? Of you? Yes. Oh, sweet. Yeah, so great idea. Uh, yeah, I do. And Milo's going to cast Fairy Fire. So oh, I'm going to outline yeah. the raptor with the key around its neck in like a sort of like a galaxy purple green, but like glittering uh, light. That's beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So that you can have the cube that's just touching the, that one. That's fine because it's in the back. What is your, what's the DC of this? 15. Wonderful. Okay. So the swirling galaxy comes out of your, your chest and it tries to surround this velociraptor and it goes, Rah! And it like it hops out of the way. Damn it! So it is not tagged by the fairy fire. Wow, what a what a dexterous little raptor. All right, I'm gonna roll for my. <laughs> All right, I'm just gonna go after. Is that cool with everyone? Oh yeah, me, me too. Uh, I'm gonna use my charger feet and just try to dash and melee attack it. Okay, are you gonna try to run through the crowd? Or are you gonna try to like end around? How do you do it? Yeah, I'm just gonna plow through it. I'm also <laughs> I, I go into a rage too, so. Wonderful. There we go. Okay, as you run through it, there are four, you get four opportunity attacks. Bring it on, oh come on. Oh my gosh. <laughs> does a 16 hit? Yes. Wonderful. Uh, does an 11 hit? No. All right. As you barrel through these five velociraptors, uh, you take 18 points of slashing damage. Is that halved? That is halved. As they just claw you on the way out, they're like, this is not how it works. And it's just like, <laughs> has their little hooked claw and and gets you across the chest as you barrel through. Great. The fire did more damage to me last time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Brandon, did you do the uh, the spirits? I roll? did. I got an 18. Okay, wonderful. Am I successful in hitting or getting to this Velociraptor with the key? If you're running through the gauntlet, you definitely get there. Great. Uh, then I'm going to just attack it, I guess. Do it. Cool. Um, does an 18 hit? Yes, it does. Great. Do you want to do damage to it? Yeah, because when I use charger, I can only do a melee attack or a shove. Sure. So I have to do damage to it. Also, if we can figure out which one's the bloodiest, that also works just as well as the fairy fire. <laughs> yes. That's so. fine. So it is four bludgeoning damage. Mm -hmm. It is two fire damage plus rage plus my strength so that is six, eight, 11 damage. Wonderful. So this is the first time you're using your new volcano gauntlets. How it do? What does it look like? It's like Val rears back and the thing just kind of lights on fire like a super saiyan. <laughs> <laughs> and then Val punches and I'm going to take my second attack as well. Do it. Cool. Does a 17 hit? Yes, it does. Cool. Great. Again, that is two... Five, so seven plus two is nine, plus three is twelve. You, yeah, you scorch this thing up. Yeah, you can tell one of these velociraptors is burned, has a bloody nose, and it has a key around its no. neck. Is that one? Is that one right there? <laughs> I lean over to Aggie and I'm like, uh, sh I know it's digital, but should we be letting Val kill this velociraptor? <laughs> I think Velociraptors are very cute, but this one does have a key that I need to destroy. 
Clippy puts a hand on Quinn's shoulder and says, Hey, you're new. I think whatever you're going to try is going to be great. And she says, Oh my God, thank you. And Quinn is then going to be like, Oh, is this just what we do? And she just starts running through the velociraptors as well. Oh, no. No, buddy. No, I, I am good at not getting hit about things. Like, I'm fine. You're going to get all messed up. I'm going to step of the wind around the velociraptors to the back and try to grapple the guy with the cane. Oh, I thought you were going to say Quinn. No. <laughs> <laughs> Eric, can I cast hold person on <laughs> Quinn? I will give you, you don't need to call it do that. Why don't you just try to make a dexterity save? Okay. Time? Sometimes kids have to make their own mistakes, Milo. <laughs> I don't want her to die. <laughs> uh, 17 plus two for 19. Okay, wonderful. I'll come back to that. And then Aggie, uh, make a uh, a grapple check for me. I got a 10, but I'm going to use a luck point to re-roll. Do it. 16. Okay, wonderful. Nice. So here is the scene. So Val, you just lower your shoulder doing your Volcani thing as Velociraptors slash at you. Killanova conjures this galaxy ghostly swirl that tries to catch the Velociraptor. And then you put like a hand out to grab Quinn by the back of her very very super soft and comfortable hoodie. Okay, good. I thought you were going to say sticky. <laughs> no, not, not sticky. A very, very nice hoodie that she's wearing. Uh, and Aggie, you're doing this end around to try to barrel down on this velociraptor and you get your hand around the key. The, you can feel the silk that they've somehow programmed into this, into this danger box. And then everything goes and everything disappears. And you are all just back in the warehouse in darkness. Do I like whiff it and fall on the ground? A hundred percent. Well, that yeah, was pretty good. quick. That was uh, that was much easier than the last one. Good job, team. For a moment, you're just standing there for like ten seconds, and then Doctor Morrow throws the door open and says, "That wasn't me." Oh. I think everything. Oh, God damn it! Ah, oh. I thought. Mm. And then she goes over to the door and opens it you can hear like the wind howling and you even see snow just coming and blast her in the face oh no and you feel the chill i'm like uh, according, all to, according to all my information the snow was supposed to come later today i don't and uh, fuck uh all right oh uh, is there a power outage or something yeah yeah and uh i guess there's no power anywhere you get on her phone be like yeah, there's a reason why I keep these on silent, or you would have heard all of the notifications I would have gotten because every there is a power outage all over the city. Oh no, I have to I have to check on some residents. Yeah. Um. Okay. I guess we'll we'll have to figure we'll have to figure it out. That's fine. All right, everybody, let's just yeah, just give me a second. And Doctor Morrow is getting on the phone, and she's uh trying to make mayor phone calls for when there's a major blizzard in the city. What do they sound like, Eric? It's like uh, it's more like getting the plows to go and be like, I don't care if you're eating lunch. There's <laughs> The blizzard is happening. You need to get in that plow now. I don't care Time how good that sandwich is. <laughs> Time and a half, boss. Yes, everyone gets time and a half if you work at the blizzard. Yes. <laughs> I'm going to call a couple of the uh, the elderly residents in Lake Town City and make sure everyone is okay and, and has their blankets and stuff like that. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I think you make your calls. I think everyone, the people who've lived there for a long time, when it gets that cold out, they know that a, that a blizzard's coming. They all have like their own remedies and be like, you know, the middle of the wrist? That's how I know when the storm's coming. If I check <laughs> the middle, it's like, a, it's like a tree with the core. That's what tells you. 
my my point is, Mr. Davis, do you have firewood? You're all set. Oh, absolutely. But he has to say, if I, my left wrist, that's for that's for uh, for rain. But my right wrist, that's for snow. I can tell the difference. Uh, great. I will check in on you later today. Okay. All right, Bucky. You don't want to hear more about my wrist. You can tell me then. How about that? <laughs> okay. <laughs> so right now, yeah, you're just kind of like in this where it's like a gym, but if there's nothing in the gym, and it's all just like green screen. So you're just like standing there as Dr. Morrow is just taking calls. All right. I think we should leave because I've seen enough like sci-fi movies where the hollow deck or whatever turns back on and it starts and we can't get out of here. So I think we should leave now. Aggie grabs Quinn by the shoulder and like yanks her outside. Let's wait, go wait, have wait. some hot cocoa maybe inside the, the house, the cabin. But what happened with the rat? I was ready to fight the raptors. I was getting Milo sort of chases up to Aggie and, and Quinn and says, hey, where, where'd you get that uh, hoodie? It's really, it's really nice. It's very soft. Uh, Milo, I, I don't want to say this to sound like I'm being a jerk, but it's very expensive. <laughs> <laughs> it's not even mine. It's Saoirse Ronan's. <laughs> like, I, like, she got it from a grab bag at, you know... Pick someone on the top 40 radio right now. It's not my, it's from her part. That party that Sir Ronan got that I now have that she loaned me. Can I, can I have it? No. Okay. She's good taste. I've always said it about her. I like that girl. Quinn slips out of your grasp, Aggie. I rolled a 17. <laughs> uh, and she slips out of your grasp. But wait, hold on. I was ready to show off my stuff. And Quinn. I go- got a 21 dex check though. Oh, okay. Uh, she slips <laughs> over. Good job. Uh, she tries to slip away, and she's running towards the wall to like grapple upon it, like you're, she's a tree frog. <laughs> and you again grab her by the hoodie. Listen, listen. I'm so impressed by your enthusiasm, and that was a great move. Like Val cleared the path. You were gonna go get the dinosaur. I'm sad that it stopped, but Val's totally right. If the power comes back on, we don't know what would happen in that room. Oh, that's true. Can I like? For, for like five, can I just like do like one flip? Can we do flips in the yeah, house? Flip all the way into the house. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we'll do flips in the house. You could do it for January. Uh, oh. I can show you how strong I am and can like lift you like a, like a sack of, like a sack of flour. <laughs> <laughs> What's another way of saying that? I can lift you like a military press. <laughs> What's another way of saying that? I can lift you like you're a, you're a mattress that I'm moving up into someone's house. <laughs> Nice. Okay. Uh, that fine. Okay. But I'm not taking the ladder up. And Quinn like stickies her way up, up the ladder as Dr. Morrow is still making phone calls. Maybe we should take the doctor out of here. I don't want to have to come save her later. <laughs> Just a suggestion. Oh, no. <laughs> Eric's rolling. What? <laughs> All right. Val's just going to double back and grab the doctor and be like, I'm just going to put you over my shoulder. You can do your Maya stuff as we walk back to no, the house. I don't. Hold, uh, Murray, hold on. What? What's happened? I, I'm making mayor calls. I know. And you can make mayor calls from over my shoulder. I Fine, have two going jobs. Back inside. Are, I have to do my second job. You are doing that just while standing there. You can do it while I'm carrying you. I am Dr. Mayor Morrow. I know and, that. And I am Blizzard Safety Captain of the Lake Town Historic District. Let's go. And I am Milo. Um, I rolled a 21 to grab <laughs> Dr. Morrow and carry them out of there. Wonderful. Okay, yeah, you try to grab Dr. Morrow, and she is so slippery. 
She slides in between your your arms and be like, "I didn't t- I didn't do five years of mandatory jujitsu for you to p- throw me over your shoulder like I'm a sack of potatoes or a mattress that you might be moving in your person with a van business." Would you prefer like bridal style? Because I can do that, but I have seen enough <laughs> movies where this is going to turn back on and we're going to have to save you, and I don't want to do that. I don't care. It's not going to the light. The energy is off. It's off everywhere. I don't know. Why would you try to save me? I, I, I cannot talk to you when you clearly are not aware of the genre you are in. <laughs> <laughs> uh, as you're arguing about the genre with Dr. Morrow, then all of a sudden you hear against the side of like the wall, like 10 feet to the left of the door, you hear... Foom! What did I say? <laughs> Something is pounding against the wall. Do we think that's just the storm, hopefully? It is definitely not the storm. Come on, think of all of the comic books you have read in your entire life. Yeah, that's a good point. I think Quinn and I are right next to the door, like next to the vestibule, about to leave. Is there a peephole, or can we perceive anything else apart from that loud thump? No, you can't see anything out the door. This is a door to, like, what should be a work shed, so there's no, like, peephole or anything, but you can try to open it. Not yet, no. Val's just like, do you want me to open it? I'm still vibrating. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, hopefully it's nothing, but let's see. Wait, 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 wait. Okay, okay. I have a ghost cat. (laughs) Oh, yeah, the ghost cat. Send the ghost cat to do it. Quinn, Milo has a ghost cat. Oh, is that a normal thing that people have? Or is this, like, a special thing? No, it's just, it's mostly just me. I'm I'm really uh, powerful and cool. Um... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> That's Eric laughing. Also, you're very rich. I feel like if someone had a ghost cat, you would know about it, you know? <laughs> tuna. All of a sudden, like, Tuna poofs into existence lying on the control panel. And you're like, mm, what? I was taking a nap, but as dead people call it, it's just dead. What's up? <laughs> you were taking a death? <laughs> I was taking a death. Oh. A cat death. A quick cat death. <laughs> <laughs> There's a nine lives joke that I'm too tired to make. Right now. <laughs> Valid. Um, there's mm. a big, like, uh, big, huge thumping sound against the wall here. Could you check it out for us? Mm, which one? And then you hear, boom, again, that's moving slowly towards the door. It's that one. That one. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, I can go check it out. That's fine. Don't, don't like, do um, anything about it. Just see what you can see and come back, please. Okay. I want you to make an animal handling check, Milo. Please roll well. I beg of you. 17. Wonderful. Okay. 17. Tuna is creating tension by like slowly moving over to the door. And in between the thumps, the very loud thooms happening against the wall, Tuna like phases through the door. And there's a few seconds of silence. And you hear, and Tuna then walks back in through the door, covered in snow. <laughs> Cute. <laughs> mm, there's a bear outside. Did you invite the bear? No. A, a bear? How big of a bear? Yeah. It's like a, oh, a very, normal bear? Well, what is, I'm just a cat. I don't know anything. How big is a regular bear? Like, like standing up, they're Six only like... Feet. I was going to say six to seven feet. <laughs> <laughs> this is a question Aggie gets a lot from the middle schoolers. Mm. Okay, fair enough. 
Well, it's probably bigger than that, if I were to make a guess. Is that bad? Yes. yes that's bad. Mm. Okay. Uh, hey, may everyone make dexterity saving throws, please. Oh, uh, fuck. 14. 24. 14. Okay. Twins. Twinsies. So all of you are standing around Tuna, who kind of moved away from the door as uh, they were telling you all this information. I just wanted, want you to know that Tuna has a plus two to dex rolls, so if if they get out of their way, that would be great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, so they're like, oh, it's it's kind of a big bear. And then the door flies off of his hinges as a massive black bear leans into the control room and just roars right at all of you. Hey, it's Eric. I would usually talk about all my favorite Halloween stuff, like rewatching Hocus Pocus and saying the word yabos out of context. But right now, I'm just going to say, go out and vote, please. This is the most important election in a lot of our lifetimes. And, you know, Donald Trump just can't be in the office anymore. He can't. This is all just going to get worse. If you want anything to return to some kind of normal and then push beyond normal to make normal better than what we had originally in 2015, just vote. Please go out and vote. Make a plan. Figure out if you're going to do it early. Figure out if you're going to do the day of. If you're going to mail something in, go out and vote. And don't vote for that fucking asshole. This is the mid-roll. Thank you so much to our newest patrons of our Patreon family a lot this week. Kyle, Connor, Levi, Megan, Rowan, Dylan, Glancy, Dan, Dylan, Dunn, A underscore Ramos, and Icarus with an E, not with an I. All of our patrons must be loving Clear Eyes, Full Hearts, and the game we've been playing. Join the team. I hope that you're loving so much. It was so much fun to record. And you get to hear all this fun stuff. You get to be a part of our Discord. You get to read all of the NPC backstories for just $5 a month or more at patreon.com slash join the party pod. We're so happy you're a part of all of this. We couldn't do any of this without you, especially in the world that we're living in. And if you haven't checked your Patreon in a while, please do so. We made new tiers like a while ago, and a lot of you are still on the old ones. Some are switching, but a lot of you are still on the old ones. So if you're not getting those sweet, sweet rewards, check it out. Patreon.com slash join the party pod. Could you use a dose of hope right now? I know I could. We all probably could. And it's not the cheesy kind of naive hope, but hope grounded in reality, in science, justice, and hard work. Or if you're craving that type of thing, the new podcast Open World has you covered. Open World is a brand new fiction podcast anthology series focusing on alternate, more hopeful futures hosted by Rose Eveleth and Keisha T.K. Dutes. Featuring eight hopeful audio fiction stories paired with conversations with the creators that explore their takes on real-world implications of manifesting the hope from the fictional futures. We talk about things like otherworldliness, climate change, queer and trans identity, race and class dynamics, but it's positive and good and hopeful in the future. The show is full of surprising stories and deep convos about how to make the future better. Check it out wherever you get your podcasts. We are sponsored this week by BetterHelp, a secure online counseling service. They connect you with licensed counselors through their secure app, letting you message with your therapist and schedule live phone or video sessions. 
You can also message your counselor in between sessions if you're worrying about something. If there was anything to worry about, just if you were worried about whatever, it's fine. Or think about a topic you want to cover in your next call. Because BetterHelp wants you to find the best therapeutic match possible. It's easy and free to switch counselors to meet because you're not always going to jive with that person. And like, maybe they only believe that the way to access your inner feeling is by rolling like bird bones in your hand like you're it's a fucking Yahtzee game. And then you look at it and like, oh, you're probably feeling depressed. Maybe you don't want that person and you can switch really easily. But BetterHelp wouldn't even have bird bone therapists on their service. So I don't even know why you're worried about having a bone burn there, a bone bird therapist, bird bone therapist. Any a, a bone bird therapist would also be scary because like they would have a raven, but it's just made out of bones, and they would be squawking while you're and trying to like portent the future while you're having a therapy session. And that hearing the downfall of the United States society in less than a hundred years might be bad when you're trying to talk about how like your dad just doesn't express emotion really well, and that's really hard for you know growing up and stuff. BetterHelp is more affordable. <laughs> but seriously, BetterHelp is more affordable than traditional counseling with financial aid also available. You can get 10% off your first month of counseling by signing up at betterhelp.com slash join the party. That's better help.com slash join the party for 10% off your first month. We are sponsored this week by Function of Beauty. They make hair care that is formulated especially for you. One size doesn't fit all in almost any case, especially with your bone bird therapists, including shampoo, which is why Function of Beauty has over 54 trillion ingredient combinations. 54 trillion ingredient combinations to make a formula that is just for you. Just take a short quiz, see what the custom formula is, and they deliver that formula to your door. They also write your name on the bottle, which is very nice, and I like that. Vegan, cruelty-free, and over 40,000 real five-star reviews and counting. What are you waiting for? Go to functionofbeauty.com slash join the party to take your four-part hair profile quiz. It's so much better than those three-part hair profile quizzes. And save 20% off your first order. Go to functionofbeauty.com slash join the party for 20% off and let them know you heard about it from our show. One more time, that is functionofbeauty.com slash join the party. And finally, we're sponsored this week by HelloFresh. They help you save time and money by delivering easy-to-make recipes right from their door. They also have a huge variety of options each week, which helps me break out of my cooking rut of the same two or three dinners. Now, I'm not going to knock sandwiches, but sometimes I need something that's made in a pan. They also have kid-friendly and vegetarian options. And best of all, it's flexible, so you, if you want to add something extra, change dates, or skip a week, it's just super easy to do. I made this chicken sausage and spaghetti dish, and it was really great having all the ingredients I needed in front of me because usually when I'm cooking, I'm like, oh no, I needed tomatoes and zucchini. This is so, oh no, I have to go run out to the grocery store. There's meat everywhere. Ah, So you can go to HelloFresh.com slash join the party 8080 and use code join the party 8080 to get a total of 8080 off across five, that's five, boxes, including free shipping on your first box. That is HelloFresh.com slash join the party 80 and use code join the party 80 to get a total of $80 off across five boxes, including free shipping on your first box. Go vote. And now back to the show. As a massive black bear leans into the control room and just roars right at all of you. Val just roars back at it. (laughs) Intimidation check. Let me do it. Okay, fine. (laughs) 
It's a 19 plus 5, 24. <laughs> My sec. God. Give me a second. <laughs> Wonderful. Okay, yeah, you roar back at the bay. Hold on, I give myself advantage on that. Wonderful. Well, I rolled a natural one on that second one. So, yeah, you roar back at it. It's like in nature documentaries where the animal looks at the camera and be like, what is that? <laughs> and then it regains composure and leans fully into the control room. And it, le- it swipes a mighty paw at Dr. Morrow. And uh, grabs her by the back of the lab coat. And it's King Kong style. It's holding, pulling Dr. Morrow back out into the snow. Eric, is that an attack that the bear's doing? Yes, it is an attack. Is Dr. Morrow within five feet of me? Uh, Yeah, I'd say so. Great. Then that means I get to use my halo of spirits and launch some damage to this bear automatically. Oh, yeah, do yeah. it. It's doubled because I summoned Tuna. So that is six damage to it automatically. Hell yeah. All right. That's wonderful. That takes it takes six damage. What does this look like? It looks like totally involuntary. Like, I don't think Milo knows that he's doing it or that it really happens. But you sort of just sort see like um, almost like ghostly water droplets sort of like exude from Milo's chest and just like fling at the bear. I love that. It's like an automatic defense system. Yeah, it takes six necrotic damage as the bear drags Dr. Morrow out into the snow. And Dr. Morrow says... Yeah, uh, one of those things, am I right? If you can, if, 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 we have a generator in the back, or we have a generator in the house, so you can just like turn it on. It's in the basement. You're very okay. Hold on, uh, I'm gonna cast cast bonfire with my gauntlets. Wonderful on the arm that is dragging her away. What does this volcano look like? I like the idea of Val kind of like slamming their hand onto the floor and then like right where they want it to, it like explodes like a volcano. Hell yeah. That's dope. Yeah, the volcano erupts inside of the control room, just centered on this massive bear. But it's like the bear is has been wary of fire before. Classic bear. And moves out of the way, out of its own self-preservation, and, like, moves Dr. Morrow in its hand as the claw is flinging around. She's like, oh, you know, it happens. Fuck. December, am I right? (laughs) I'm going to use my hat to do a melee weapon attack on the bear twice. Nice. Yeah, absolutely. Does a 11 hit? An 11 does not hit. I'm going to use a luck point to reroll that. Does a 13 hit? A 13 does not hit. All right, let's try my second attack. Ugh, 12. I'm going to try one more time. Man, these bears are tough. Critical one. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, boy, bud. <laughs> it's the first time I'm using it, so I think I'm just not used to it yet. But I am going to try a stunning strike. So I'm going to use a key point to ask them to succeed on a constitution saving throw. If not, they're stunned until the end of their next turn. I like the idea of you asking this bear to to succeed on a constitution saving throw. <laughs> Excuse me, bear? Yeah, I think you try to cut into the bear and it's like its fur is, you can't slice through the fur. There's just so much fur. It is a giant black bear. And the bear is now has pulled Dr. Morrow into the blizzard. So here's the way that this is going to go. This is going to be a lot looser and you, the things are just going to like movement and you can run around in more things. Uh, but right now the bear is trying to take Dr. Morrow and just like run away. So Dr. Morrow is just like, I, it's, it's fine. You know, it's fine. I have a long johns under this. Just try to turn on the generator. Why? I, oh no, it's fine. Don't worry about it. It's cool. 
No, I mean, like, how is that going to stop a bear from taking you away? Oh, no, the I, you know. No, snow. I don't know. That is why I am asking. <laughs> I get, just turn on the, January's probably confused. Just turn on the generator. All right. Does someone want to go turn on the generator while the rest of us try to keep this bear from running away with the doctor in the meantime? Yeah, I can. I can just text January. Oh, that's a good oh, idea. Oh, yeah, we could just text, oh, yeah, just text January. Yeah, you could text January. <laughs> I like text January real quick. Um, Dr. Morrow, abducted by bear, says turned on generator in basement. Wonderful. Okay, we'll deal with that. By accident, I send it with the fireworks text effect. (laughs) (laughs) It's very funny. Yeah, the bear takes its whole time and just trying to run away from the house. It's trying to run away into the forest behind Dr. Morrow's house. Quinn, get in on this. Oh, is it okay if can I get in on this? Yes, can you Quinn. can you goo the bear? Goo the uh, bear. I can't shoot goo. goo. The bear. I, I don't know. Goo the bear. I can't shoot goo. Can I shoot goo? She says, Zach. <laughs> I think you can. Why not? I don't think so. Okay. Hold you, on. I got. Hold like, on. I got this. Remember those slimy hands that you used to put on the cat? Try that. <laughs> I just rolled a nat twenty. Oh my right, god. Here's what happens. Quinn's like, okay, it's fine. And Quinn just like takes a running start and then throws herself at the bear and just like lands fully, like uh, a frog on a on a rock, just lands on the bear's back and is like holding on. And she's like, okay, now what? Quinn, that's <laughs> not what I meant. I this is what I can do with my powers. Milo turns to Val and is like, hey Val? Yeah. Is Quinn cute? Yes. Is this was this really a question? <laughs> Not now, Milo. Okay. <laughs> I'd like to charge your feet and uh, just go attack this bear. Yeah, do it. First attack, fifteen plus six, twenty-one. Twenty-one hits. Sweet. All right. Two bludgeoning, four fire, eleven, and then an additional five for charger. So sixteen total. Wonderful. And then I'll take my second attack. Yay. Great. It's an eight plus six, so 12 is not going to hit, right? No, that does not hit. At okay. the same time, can I cast Entangle and make the area in front of the bear difficult terrain? Yeah, sure. You have to succeed on a strength saving throw. Oh, good. I don't think a, a giant bear will have good strength. <laughs> no, probably not. It's, it's no, probably, probably not. all min-maxed into charisma and intelligence, right? <laughs> That's true. It's a, It actually ha- it's holding a wand that has a star on the end. <laughs> It's got a hat that we just noticed. Yeah. Pointy wizard it's hat. It's one of the floppy wizard hats with stars and rainbows on it. It's a cool So, bear. yeah, what, what am I trying to beat? You have to hit 15. Okay, I got a 16, unfortunately. Fuck. So, yeah, I like the idea of the, what is your combo? Like, have you, I think you guys have worked together a little bit. What is the combo working of Milo and Val together? What does this look like? I think it's like Val charges forward and Milo shoots the spell ahead of them so that by the time Val gets there, hopefully the spell has done what it needs to do so that Val can uh, put the killing blow in, so to speak. Yeah, when it's all successful, the bear would have been held down so Val could have punched the crap out of it. Punch, punch, punch. I do like Val running up, and then we've established that uh, entanglement are like hands coming up from the snow. So like, there's a snow on the ground already, and there's snow whipping everywhere. And then these hands come out, <laughs> come out of the ground that the bear just like slashes at and fades away into the wind. And then Val like comes out of like the lack of the visibility and just like slams this bear with your fire fist. <laughs> yeah, and with Quinn and Doctor Morrow kind of stuck on the bear in different places. Um, January texts you 
you back with a photo. It's like you down a storm basement and there's like a, what used to be like a really fancy with like beeps and boops on it generator. And the, there's a, a giant slash through it. January's like, uh, no can you? Okay, you and Dez come out here ASAP, Dr. Morrow in danger. Oh, Dez isn't here. Dez is like at, at his house. Dez doesn't live there? Okay. <laughs> Uh, you stay safe then, January, and just try to see if there's another power source. Des is like fully cross country skiing in this. He loves this. <laughs> it's very cool. Des he would have really cool. I bet he has really great sweaters for that. Okay, let's go. <laughs> it's a sweater where there are like sprockets like knit into it. I love that. Aww. It's like a Christmas sweater, but it's like like alpine, but with like nuts and bolts. Yeah, yeah, so that's good. exactly what I'm so thinking. So good. Gizmo gears, I like Yeah. So Dr. Morrow's like, hey! She's like flapping around in the wind and the snow (laughs) and like the bear is fighting off Val at the same time. And Dr. Morrow's like, so, hey, did you get the generator? Is it it fine? The bear destroyed it. I'm sorry. Oh, oh, nuts. I could have, should have seen that one coming, huh? Quinn, try to grab Dr. Morrow and then get off the bear. Okay. Aggie, I think you only see, like, the shadows of this because of the lack of visibility. And you see, like, one shadow is coming over the shoulder of the bear as the bear, like, looks at that and then roars. The shadow is, like, all over the bear's face. And uh, the other form that is in the bear's hand just falls to the ground. And Quinn is like, was covering the bear's face what you meant? Yes, now jump off. Okay. I'm going to step of the wind forward to grab Dr. Morrow and hopefully my sister. Wonderful. You sprint forward, just cutting through the snow and the wind. Like you're almost like a snowmobile cutting through the snow on the ground. You see everything happen. And Quinn is just like still covering the bear's face. And she like jumps off like she's released from a spring and just lands on the ground gracefully. And Dr. Morrow, who had been on the ground previously, is now standing and is hopped to her feet. Be like, hey, you'll never catch me alive, bear! Will you come inside with us now? She touches a button on her shoes and, like, skis pop out and little rocket boosters on the back. Be like, don't worry, I got it! Just turn on the energy for the whole city. Can you do that? No! Well, I I gotta take the bear away! Well, what? How, how do we turn on the energy for the whole city? That's a, a a wild thing to assume we could do. It's downtown. You got it. I got to leave the bear away. What? 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 The rockets are like warming up. You like... <laughs> what, do you want me to be more specific? Yes. yes. Where is it? Always. Oh, it, it's in my office in Mummafuka. And then... <laughs> And Dr. Morrow just blasts into the forest with Adi's skis. And she you even see her like pumping her arms as she fades away. And it's like, bye. <laughs> and the bear roars and like clomps after her running and galloping. Dr. Morrow is my hero. I knew that. I just wish she was more specific about stuff, you know? Yeah. Quinn is like, it's cold. Yeah, so I guess we have to turn on power for the whole city now? Yeah. I feel like there are people who... can. Milo, can you text your boss at Mumufka and see if he's around and could do this for us so we don't have to go all the way across town? Yeah, I mean, that, that's a good idea. Yeah, uh, Milo pulls out his phone and he does a group chat with both of his, all of his friends and a single 
chat with his boss. <laughs> yeah, don't include your boss say, in your oh group God, chat. Oh God, Brandon, don't cross the streams. Don't cross the streams. Sorry, before this happens, as you you pull out your phone to text and the wind and the snow is whipping around you and only getting worse, I want all of you to make constitution saving throws. This is going to be for the snow and for the wind. Right now you're only outside in your costumes. So I need you to beat a 12. I got a 23. 17. Well, I got a five. Milo, you are chilled to the bone by standing outside while because you sweat a little bit and it just like really got inside you. I got two sixes, my man. I'm sorry. You take 12 damage. That's okay. I get temporary hit points because okay, Tuna's around. So I still have good. 35. Wonderful. Val is just going to be like this. I, I am only doing this because I'm very concerned about you and just like pulls Milo into a hug. <laughs> just like... <laughs> Like, from behind and just, like, please take some warmth. <laughs> Let's get inside, guys. Come on. This is simultaneously awkward and very affirming to our friendship. I know. It's like we're going to prom, but also, like, <laughs> <laughs> it's only because you're almost froze to death. Amazing. And they shuffle like that up the back steps into the yep. house. 100%. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah. Okay. So you're now inside of the house. So you're not in the snow and the wind anymore. But all the the lights and the all the energy and stuff is still off. So it's getting kind of chilly in the house. January hops up to you wearing one of Val's layers. I think it's like one of the flannels being like, I was cold, but I'll refold it. It's fine. That's all right. You can use it. Uh, does the, the doctor have like a fireplace or something like that in here? Uh, yeah, definitely. Uh, cool. You can just go go into the go into the room that looks like a safari trophy room. Cool. It's the one with the animals on the wall that also has Scooby Doo masks. Yeah. So my <laughs> Val like shuffles with Milo, <laughs> like wrapped up inside of their coat, and uh, Milo's gonna cast Create Bonfire in the fireplace. Wonderful. Hey, was Entangle a spell? Yes, I did not roll. Fourteen. Yeah. What are you at now? Uh, four. So, Milo, can you ask one of your colleagues to check in Dr. Morrow's office? Yeah, totally. That's, that's a great idea. Um, and Milo's going to take out his phone and do a group chat with his friends and a separate chat with Mr. Brewpot. Brewski. Text his friends and be like, hey, any of y'all at the museum right now? And then Mr. Brewpot is like, greetings, sir. <laughs> Please call him Milo. It is your boss. Please just call him. Uh, Why doesn't anybody our age call anyone anymore? No, I understand. Phone calls are scary. I don't want him to hear anybody's voice on mm -hmm. accident, like in the background, you know? So Mr. Brewpot gets back to you first. He says, Hey, buddy, what are you... No, I'm not, I'm not at work during the blizzard. Are you at work during the blizzard? No, I forgot um, my favorite comic book at the museum and I was going to see if I could come get it because we're going to be snowed in and I wanted to read it but never mind uh, thanks have a good blizzard stay safe okay thanks uh, wear plenty of layers and make sure they do you, uh, you will firewood right yeah of course okay just even even in company town you need fire you need fire of course of course thank you thank you um, for your guidance and your um <laughs> Oh my god. Um, wisdom. Wisdom and uh th thank you. Thank you. He sends back Our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. Nelson Mandela. 
<laughs> and Milo just thumbs Why? up it. <laughs> thumbs up the text. Oh. You're wonderful. Your group text back, and there's a photo of Apple taking a, a selfie from an incredibly high angle of him and Zach Rose in his apartment playing N64. Oh, and hell like, yeah. Zach is holding a very, very large cup of hot cocoa. Apple's like, Ha-ha! it's in all caps. Ha-ha! Now we skipped smarter than you. <laughs> and then Lucas follows up by a photo of him at his desk. And like, yeah, I didn't, I didn't check my weather app before I came into work. God, thank God for Lucas. Class, classic God. Lucas. <laughs> Snow, uh, and then like three uh, snowman movies in a row. <laughs> so I'm going to call Lucas uh, right away. Hello, this is Lucas's phone. Lucas speaking. Why do you, why do you answer your phone that way? You... Uh, what if Mark Cuban was calling me and I needed him <laughs> to think I was super official? That's why. Why I would Mark Cuban be calling you? Why wouldn't Mark Cuban be calling me? And then why would I have Mark Cuban? Just what? You think I have Mark Cuban's contact and I'll know what it is? Like, what, I, I think it's you Lucas, calling me. And Lucas, I... Milo, focus. <laughs> <laughs> I have a very important thing. We need to turn on the generator inside of the museum to turn the power on to the rest of the city. Can you do that? What? There's a no. generator inside Dr. Morrow's office. Inside Dr. Morrow's office. Just listen, and I'll tell how, you. How would I get in Dr. Morrow's office? It's incredibly locked. Or a button. I don't think it's the generator itself. I think it's like, sorry, hi, this is Aggie O'Hare. Um, nice, nice to meet you. Um, I think there's like a button or a switch or something. I don't know why. I hope it's a fail safe, but do what you got to do. She told us to open it. I ran into her um, plowing. Dr. Brewpot's <laughs> keys are in his office. Is his office unlocked? I mean, I can try. Um... And he, get, he gets up and you hear like... And then, like, uh, exaggeratedly hits things on the way to go over there. And uh, and then he's like, yeah, it's locked. Uh, shoot. Your boss seems like somebody who might have a key, like, taped to his door or on the door frame or under a mat. That's a great idea, Aggie. Check underneath the coffee pot, like the coffee maker in the Ooh. break room. Mm-hmm. Lucas goes, and then there's more clopping. Lucas, I will buy you some Tibbly Tombly's if you just do this. Fine. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, I will buy you some Jimbly Jombly's if you just do this. <laughs> oh, that's with the jelly-filled ones. Jimbly <laughs> Jombly's. He goes over to the coffee pot and leeches under it. And he's like, oh, hold on. There's something here. And he grabs it. And he's like, oh, it's a an index card that says, make a new key. Remember to do that. <laughs> Damn. Okay. okay. Well. Well, I'm gonna go back to what I was doing, playing Switch under three blankets. So I'll <laughs> talk to you later. Thanks. You were no help at all. Maybe it, it's like a. You know what? They they have those like folded things. Who is that? Who is that? That's no Where one. None, you, what are you none doing? of your fucking business. Maybe he has one of those folded things outside his door. The keys in there. Oh, like like the mail slot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I can try. Just search. It's really important, Lucas. Um, Lucas then goes, uh. <laughs> Milo, make a perception check. Okay. Can I also include in this, if I know what game he's playing on his switch, <laughs> he's playing a star Fox remaster. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Good. Good. Good choice. Nice. I got a five plus seven for 12. Don't worry. I also know that there is no such thing as that. And I wish that it existed. <laughs> yeah. So Milo, as you're listening to Lucas clop through now, he's like in, in the hallway and he's like, Hey, did you hear that? No. 
Did I? I'm on. I'm on the phone, Lucas. What? What would I hear? I. You didn't hear the like big crunching sound. Aww. Lucas, go lock yourself in the basement. Lucas, run and please. hide right now. Run and hide. Why would I do that? And then the call gets dropped. No. Into my car. Let's go. Yeah. Yep. All right. Wonderful. We're going to drive in a blizzard. This will be safe. Okay. For the rest of this, you do have one flashback. However, since you weren't prepared, you can't do any zero HP flashbacks. You have to give up some amount. If you want to do something like that is very improbable, that would be the 20%. And then you still need to roll on it if that was even possible for you to have done it. And then the 10% one is it needs to be at least possible that you might have prepared this beforehand. Okay, can I go first? This one I'll give you for free. This one doesn't count against your vehicle. If you give up 10% of your HP, you took your car here. If not, you can try to find a vehicle somewhere else or see if Dr. Morrow has stuff. I definitely drove myself there in my own truck, but in wintertime, Aggie just has a plow on her truck at all times, and she drives with it raised if doesn't need it, and if a road needs paving, we'll just put it down. Ah. So this is like true of the person Aggie is based on, but if you want that to be a flashback, I'm happy to pay for it. I'll let you do it because your explanation was good, but you got to give me 20% of your HP. All right. All right. So for your flashback, yeah, I can see on like November 1st, you putting the plow on your truck and Mickey is looking at you from the mountain coffee. Be like, Aggie, we're not going to get, Aggie, we're not going to get snow for weeks. It's global warming. Remember the Halloween storm of 91? I do. I was four. (laughs) I was three. You get you four memories that early. Uh, yeah, my first memories was like of Barney and my brother sticking me in the knee with a fishing hook. I don't remember snow. Oh, classic. Aggie's three-year-old memory is putting a plow on her truck. <laughs> <laughs> He's watching your dad put it like, Aggie, you need to remember. It's your responsibility to clear the roads. You can't always just wait for the government to take care of you. When you move the clocks back, put the plow on. That's what we always <laughs> yes, say. exactly. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to give that one to you for free. So you, everyone still has one flashback. of my hit points is eight, so I have 30 hit points remaining, but I still have a flashback available. Yes, you do. Cool. Wonderful. So we can all pile into my truck and head out. Let me give you some stats on your vehicles. So your vehicle, because you have the plow on, you have advantage on any sort of uh, danger you might have in the snow. You can also use the plow. However, since your your truck is pretty old, um, there is a possibility of a mishap. So something that happens with if your car takes a certain amount of damage, your car might have some problems. So if sure. you if it takes over 10 points of damage, I'm going to roll on this mishap table that I have here and your truck might have a problem. Delicious. You do have a heater, so if you're in the car, you will not take the cold damage, but you know, the heater might die if some some bad stuff happens. I definitely have like a disaster blanket in a first aid kit. <laughs> Thank God one of us is prepared on this team. <laughs> I have a hoodie. <laughs> I, I just don't, I naturally don't feel cold. <laughs> Remember how you took 12 points of cold Shut damage? Shush. <laughs> Before we leave, I just want to um, say to January, you're going to be okay, right? I, I don't mean to offend, but I think you're kind of built for this weather. Hey, uh, yeah, once all my white fur comes in, I can evade predators super easy. But, <laughs> but other than that, yeah, no, I'll, I'll watch over the house. I think that the bear, was that a that wasn't a real, a regular bear, was it? Very large. Well, a super, super big bear. Black bears are often very cute and small. Still yeah, dangerous. That's true. I, b- b- black bears do grow to be within six to seven feet. 
and Stephen Colbert calls them terrible killing machines. I really miss the Colbert report. Anyway, yeah. anyway, no, it's going to be fine. I think that the house is fine. He's going after Dr. Morrow and the doctor will definitely be okay on her own. Yeah, she keeps saying that. We're going to have to talk about that soon. Um, anyway, I'll text you. She's the doctor, man. Like, what are you supposed to do? I will text you uh, if we need you. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks, January. Bob, remember, take all of your winner. You should keep your, 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 remember everything we talked about. There might be opportunity for you to, like, do stuff with your costume. So, keep, just keep, you know what, just keep those on. And then you can, like, put a jacket over, over your stuff. Or cool. lay, like, just layer. Cool. I'll do that. You can keep that flannel. You look oh, adorable thanks. in it. Thanks. You look great in neon buffalo check. Wonderful. Yeah, so if you layer or add your winter clothes to your costume, then your cold checks will be better. Okay. I think I'll definitely throw my my jacket on. For sure. I like it. You just look like a park ranger. Yeah, and I'm going <laughs> to give Quinn the flannel that I had as well because uh, I, I don't think that she is warm enough. Um, Lizzie, we can trade, and she gives back your domino mask. Okay, <laughs> very generous of you. Thank you, Quinn. Into the backseat, please. Okay. Okay. Val, I would like you in front to navigate. All right. Sounds good. Hey, Milo, just sit, you can sit right here. Uh, I saved uh, a spot for you. I changed my mind. Okay, Quinn, front seat. No, no, it's fine. Okay, back seat's fine. <laughs> okay, front seat. Yeah, I get to sit next to Aggie. You, you want? I can. You want I'm controlling the music. Oh no! I'm controlling the music. Oh no! Oh no! I will not be a lot of top forties. <laughs> <laughs> I met Taylor Swift once. She's very tall. That, yeah, that checks out. Um, Eric, would you say that snow is water? <laughs> Can you be more specific? No. I know the answer is yes, so I'm just making sure that you're on board with me. Okay, what what about it? Uh, well, I have this cantrip that's called Shape Water. Yeah. I can only do it, like, up to five feet in front of me, but I want to use it to clear the snow away from the visibility in front of the truck so we have better visibility as we go down the road. Nice. Can I Shape Milo? Water. Milo's a goddamn waterbender. I'd say that totally works. Cool. I like the idea that the ghost hand in your chest like comes out and works like a window wiper. <laughs> I love that. But like in five feet in front of the truck. So what I would say, since this is in the cantrip, let's turn it into a concentration spell cool. in order for you to maintain it. Like, So you need to be concentrating on it. And you might lose that concentration if whatever happens. Cool. The other thing I would say is since this only affects water in a five-foot cube, you either can help Aggie's tires on the truck, which, although it is does have a plow and this is a truck, driving in a blizzard is dangerous, or you can help Aggie's visibility, which would help Aggie drive. Aggie, what would you prefer, yeah? I feel okay about navigating and, and driving in snow. I'm used to it, but the truck could always use help. Cool, yeah. So I'm going to use Shape Water to move the ice and snow and water and sleet off of the road five feet in front of the truck. I think that would definitely help with the ice because, like, you don't even know if the black ice is there. So it's like your ghost hand is extended down to the road, like, clearing all of the ice out of the way, <laughs> which is something that a that a, a plow can't take care of, which I love. Yeah, that's sick. Mark. Yeah, it's like a ghost plow in front of the plow. And the ghost doesn't even feel the cold because it's wearing a hoodie. Aww. The ghost hand gives you a, a shaka <laughs> and puts it down on the road. <laughs> so, like, yeah, you have, like, this arm that's, like, extending down to the road. Uh, and you got to, like, press yourself up against the... the. So Milo's in shotgun. Oh, well, no, I think Quinn's in shotgun. Do I have to, like, lean over the front... The front seat to get closer. No, you don't have to do. No, you don't have to do that. You're just pressed up against the door. Okay. You're like, I need to get as close as possible. I'm joking because the range area is 30 feet, but I just thought yeah, that was yeah, funny. Yeah. Wonderful. Yeah. You. So you guys can start driving from 
up north, try to get into downtown. Um, is there anything else you want to do before you leave? You leave the house. I'm gonna sit here, and if there's something that's blocking our way that ain't snow or ice or whatever, I can go out and move it. So that's Wonderful. my contribution to the team. Yeah. And I think I'll uh, I'll tune into AM station 550, which is the local emergency channel. <laughs> Nice. You're listening to AM550, affiliate of Channel 7 and a half. Hey, it's uh, it's pretty cold out there. Stuff <laughs> like Jack Frost is nipping at all of our faces. And by face, I mean city. And by Jack Frost, I mean blizzard. <laughs> I'm safe here in the radio station. and This no is a terrible radio bump. station. <laughs> this is emergency only. It's supposed to be nothing. Uh, the emergency level is regular for the winter. Y'all know how it goes. All right. What is this guy's name? That's a great, that's a great question. <laughs> that's a great question, Gulia. Um, this is um... Smooth Jenkins. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I also run the jazz hour at two in the morning and again at four in the morning. <laughs> Are those not back to back? There are, no, there's, there's just uh, 15 minutes of silence in between so you can let it marinate. All right, yeah. Do you, does anyone else want to do anything before you drive over? Drive I, think, I think we're good for now. I think everybody buckle up. That's about it. Nice. Of course. <laughs> Quinn buckles up, and she puts a hand on your shoulder and says, Aggie, I'm so glad that I came today. I'm really glad you came today, too. I'm going to be so cool. And it's going to make all of you look really bad by comparison. If you get the power on Quinn, I don't give a shit what you do. <laughs> You've been telling that to me ever since I was a child. And it really finally it, hit, it hits home. Love you, dude. I'm so proud of you. The crucible was so good. I just, I'm so glad I went down to see it. Anyway. All right. Let's hey, go. Hey, remember when I was on that bear? That was, that was crazy. <laughs> that was pretty cool. Not that was gonna amazing. Lie. I was not. That was so wild. I was not like ready. You were just on its jaws and it was, I was like, oh no. And then you jumped I was, off. I was on its was back cool. first and then I was on its face. Yeah, that was yeah. really Two impressive and, dangerous and, and really cool to see. Oh, Aggie, boy. is this bad? <laughs> she has a cut going down her right arm. Oh, oh God. I lay my hands and cast healing hands on her. Wonderful. Four plus two is six, and then seven plus two is nine. Four total of fifteen hit points. Wonderful. Ooh. Uh, yeah, with fifteen hit points, what does it look like when you use your healing hands again? Uh, there is like an orange, sparkly, like glitter pen style <laughs> glow uh, that spreads all over the wounded area, and it's like the sparks kind of knit back together the skin. I love that. Val's like, can I get one of those too at some point? Because those velociraptors did mess me up quite a bit. <laughs> I can't do this on the road, so we better do it now before we leave. And I'm going to use the bathroom. And then I put my hand on Val's knee, um, and I'll do that for you as well. Quinn runs in, and she's like, oh, hold on. I have to go to the bathroom. <laughs> oh, I rolled two tens in a row, Julius. So you get 24 hit points. Oh, hell yeah. Back up to full health. Wonderful. Um, this is all going to be continuous, so please keep track of all of your stuff. So, Val, your rage is done Diminished. by now. Yeah. Yes. So, Aggie, you shift into reverse. I feel like this is like one last splash panel at the end of the comic book. The truck's backlights pulling away into the storm, and it slowly loses visibility as you drive forward. And then we just, we're here with the snow and the wind and one remaining growl and the swishing of Dr. Morrow's skis in the snow. <laughs> oh.